Jurassic Park. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that. I remember out of all my tapes, that one was the heaviest. And I was like, oh, this is a long movie. Like every beat of it, I, I remember where the, the lawyer runs away. He gets eaten. Grant goes out with the flare to distract the dinosaur. And freaking Malcolm comes out to try to help. And winds up just getting the T-Rex to come after him. Hey, hey, over here. Yeah. Ian. So. Ian, yeah, freeze. It's, yeah, it's. Welcome to your local Cineplex with your friendly neighborhood hosts, Renee Gomez and Zach Dennis. Welcome back to your local Cineplex. I am Zach and I am Renee, where we search for amazing movie posters and the artists behind their creations. Today's episode, we discuss my all time favorite movie, Jurassic Park. And the featured artist is Kyle Lambert. Renee, are you aware of this 1993 Steven Spielberg film called Jurassic Park? Zach, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever heard of this. Oh, really? You should really watch it. I should watch it. Y- yeah. Oh, no. Well, can't. What? what's it about? I mean, it's uh, Jurassic Park reminds me of a... Is it like a dog park type thing? Close, close. Um, are you familiar with the concept of a dinosaur? I've, I've heard of dinosaurs, but, okay. you know, I've never really seen one in the wild, so. Okay. Well, if, if, if you, uh, picture for me, if you will, uh, a lizard, right? Uh-huh. And now imagine it ten times bigger. It's scary. Now imagine some very rich dude decides to open up like a zoo full of these big scary lizards this sounds like the amazing spider-man close but it's not yeah it's a steven spielberg directed film yes about and then a bunch of lizard creatures do they happen to move like birds yes okay I think I've seen this. You're talking about Jurassic uh, Park, uh, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. this. Okay, okay, yeah, it's great. A I'm glad. great film. Yeah. You had to have watched it. What movie lover hasn't seen Jurassic Park? It's like one of the most iconic films ever. Also, I think it's Spielberg's... Everyone's seen this Spielberg film, you right. know? Either, yeah. I can see some people maybe have never seen Raiders or yeah. Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan. Or Jaws. I haven't, yeah. You haven't? Oh, yeah. oh, goodness. I haven't seen Schindler's List yet. It's on my, yeah. Oh, wow. It's on my list. Oh, <laughs> so exactly. List. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, Jurassic Park, I feel like everyone's seen it or everyone at least knows about it, especially with the new Jurassic World films. The new Jurassic World trailer just came out, which features Sam Neill and everyone else from yeah, the original Yeah, the OGs film. are back. Yeah. The band, the band is back together. It's a requel. As the yeah, as Scream uh, 5 says. So I would argue that Jurassic World was more of a requel than... That is Minion. true. It just didn't have the uh, legacy characters. They waited till yes. the third film to bring them back. Yes. Yeah, World was very much a, <laughs> a rehashing of mm-hmm. similar story, which I was happy with. I watched it in the theaters and I was... I think it was a good idea to finally show, okay, this is what it would look like if the park was actually open. I just thought that's such, right. such a, you know, obvious idea that I'm glad. It was a no-brainer. Yeah, that I'm glad yeah. exists. And yeah. I haven't seen it much, but 
I do remember enjoying myself. I, I just wish there would have been more practi- practical yeah. effects used. It was, it was, it was a little too heavy on the CGI yeah. for me. Especially when you look back at the original Jurassic Park, those effects still hold up. So why, why do you love it, Zach? Like, what's your, what's your history behind it? Do you have any cool memories about yeah, watching it for me, the first time? Let's let, let's uh, cue the the music. <laughs> let's break this down. Let's 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 go inside Zach's memory. Oh yeah, and, here we oh, go. Do you got your snacks ready for this? Yes, I've I've got my Rice Krispies here somewhere. <laughs> I, I think Jurassic Park. Uh, so on one point, Jurassic Park special to me because I was exposed to it very early. I mean, that's one of my early memories, and I watched it loads of times. And it just, it was the epitome of a movie that transported you into this fantasy world. I never got tired of it. I returned to it so many times, and I loved it. I spared no expense. Uh, what made it special for you? You know, this might be like, blasphemies for some people but when i was a kid i had the jurassic park vhs and that's it's just one of those movies we always had i don't even remember when we got it so i would always pop it in and being the the kid that i was i always skipped to the dinosaur scenes and i would ignore the rest of the movie because that's that's how how my attention span worked yeah so i'd watch the opening where mm-hmm. the you know with the hand and the velociraptor yes. grabs a guy that one was so scary so yes. i watched that then i'd skip forward until they arrive at the park and i'd watch a good chunk of that anytime there weren't dinosaurs pretty much i would just skip it so that means i watched the last 30 minutes on repeat <laughs> so many times so cuz it, it was just the perfect blend of I love monsters. There's monsters in this movie. I love horror films. There's a lot of horror areas that are just yes. so creepy, especially in the scene, the kitchen scene with the velociraptors. And you're seeing these two kids just trying to escape these monsters. And you can't, you know, for me at least, I would put myself in that situation, what I would do. And every time I would imagine that, I would die, Zach. Because I'm not that smart, so I would get myself yeah. killed by these velociraptors. Also, the They're clever girls. Yeah, they are clever girls. That scene was also awesome. But so yeah, I never watched a movie and as a whole until maybe fifth grade or sixth grade. And then when I did that, my mind just blew open with you know the stuff they're saying, the stuff they're talking about of like Dino DNA, Dino DNA, and yeah. life finds a way. So. Life finds way. Once you hear all that kind of stuff, it really kind of makes an impact where it's just a fun idea. Making a yes. an amusement park out of dinosaurs. Yes. And then when you see the logistics of it, of I could kind of relate where, you know, um, what's his name? John Hammond is trying to make the park. Yeah. He wants to do that so people can see, so we can analyze these dinosaurs more. It's a great idea to explore what would actually happen. If you try doing that, and I love that mm-hmm. part where it's messing with genetics 
bringing back dinosaurs. Okay, now they can reproduce because you guys didn't plan this right. That's kind of why I love the movie. And then on top of that, you know, like you mentioned, all the special effects by Stan Winston's team, which if you watch any behind... Rest in peace. Rest in peace. If you watch any behind... The, Stan Winston, not his team. Stan Winston. No, his. I think his, his team. team is still alive. His, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're good and kicking. His yeah. team is still alive, thankfully. But yeah, if you watch the behind the scenes, you can see far they had to go oh, with the effects. Yes. How that's where my respect meter goes off the charts. Yeah, they they built the T Rex, yeah. and you can even see some footage of it shivering because it got yes. too wet. So it just looks it like the T Rex yeah. is cold. I love yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, because then yes. you get a really natural, as natural as you can get, reaction mm -hmm. from the animatronics. Yes. Exactly. The way it moves, it moves in a realistic way, but because it's a T-Rex, you know, they're heavier, so they move slower and the animatronic kind of captures that pretty well. I love the first one. I watched the second one. I found it okay. There were some really good scenes. I think there's a scene where this car flips over and one of the characters is trying to hang on and meanwhile there's like a T-Rex trying to like look for her. It was something like that. Right, but, right. But the, the highlight of that movie was when the T-Rex goes to the city. And yes. it was a lot like King Kong. That was yes. awesome for me because Definitely. I fantasized about a T-Rex coming to save me from my my home. So that that would be fun. And, <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. And then the, the third one's actually a lot. Personally, I find the third one really fun. It's just a popcorn movie. Nothing else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't, don't overthink anything. Mm -hmm. But if you just watch it, it's like, oh, okay. It, but it also, they showed it a lot on Cartoon Network, for anyone that remembers that. Oh, um, oh they did. Yeah, they, they <laughs> showed it a lot, but it was really censored, which I never noticed because I was a child. <sighs> I guess the I guess when they first come in contact with the Spinosaurus, I guess that's something to censor. Yeah, I think it, that's, I think the helicopter pilot just gets snatched and then you, you yeah. see it you see the guy fall into the the dinosaur's mouth and all that and the cartoon network version they just show the t-rex going down and then it cuts to the reaction of the group and then the guy's dead you just don't see him yeah i uh, yeah i watched that i watched three in theaters that was the first Jurassic park movie i saw in theaters yeah like you, I was exposed to the original on VHS. Yeah, it's a heavy one, too. I don't know if you mm -hmm. remember that. I remember out of all my tapes, that one mm -hmm. was the heaviest. And I was like, oh, this is a long movie. Yeah, so as a kid, like I was saying, it was just the idea of Monster Park, if you will. So I'm not sure if I fully grasped what a dinosaur was at that age. At that age. Yeah. I think I was three years old, so I might have been a little older. I just loved every moment of, like every beat of it, I, I remember where the, the lawyer runs away, he gets eaten. Grant goes out with the flare to distract the dinosaur, and freaking Malcolm comes out to try to help. <laughs> and winds up just getting the T Rex to come after him. Hey, hey, over here! Yeah, Ian. So Ian, yeah, freeze! It's, yeah, it's exactly. It was. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah. And it's funny because it's funny how you skipped through all those moments and went straight to the the dino party time. But for me, I didn't. Even though a good percentage of that stuff went over my kid's brain head. Yeah. I don't know why Spielberg's filmmaking, his, the way he visually just tells a story, engaged me enough to where it kept me going. Yeah. I don't know why. And the acting, for some reason, I know what I was listening to was not fully registering. Like, I didn't, I didn't get sarcasm. For the longest time, 
it wasn't until I was in my teens and I rewatched it. I always thought that uh, Dennis, that his dad was Hammond. Ah, uh, I could see that, to be fair. Because, yeah, he was being sarcastic. He's like, thanks, dad. And so to my little brain, I was like, oh, that's his dad. How you know? And then it wasn't until later and I was watching it and I, I understood the sarcasm. I was like, oh, he's being sarcastic. He's messing with you. Yeah. Wow. 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 I, it's those little moments that I thought was funny. I always got spooked by uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, his arm. That's a scary uh, scene. That's, it that's is, freaky. That, that, that spooked me. Yeah. So I mentioned I always skipped over it. But watching it now, it's just so much better when you watch the whole thing. And you see the arc happening with Sam Neill's character where yes. he doesn't like kids. But it's mm-hmm. so sweet when you get to see him, you know. Yeah. get along with them in those moments where okay alan grant hates kids so mm-hmm. let's separate him and have him only be with the kids that yes. way he has to take care of them and then he realizes uh you know what they're not so bad like there's a lot of right. positive moments to it i love that part that's such a sweet sweet moment oh yeah thank you thank you for saying that that actually popped up another moment that i love to this day it was funny as a kid i found it hilarious and i still do but it's the part where there it we open to grant and uh laura dorn laura dern right yeah, laura dern. Um, laura ellie dern. sattler ellie sattler jeez yeah. i'm losing my jurassic park cred here <laughs> but we open up to them on their excavation site they're looking at the velociraptor bones and that kid's like that doesn't look very scary and then grant pulls yep. out his velociraptor freaking nail and acts like he's i'll cut you here and your guts will pour out yeah i was so entertained by that, that was i good. thought it was i was horrified and amused at the same time yeah because i was annoyed by that kid yeah that, that, i was like what are you yeah. saying I mean, at that age, I was already annoyed by kids. I didn't really like kids. Wait, as a kid, you were already annoyed yeah. by kids? Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. fair. I was, I, actually, that, that makes sense. I was a little old man at that age. So I'm, I'm ancient now, but <laughs> I I was annoyed by the kid, but at the same time terrified. And I thought that was a perfect setup to the Velociraptors. Yes, it's perfect. Just, the, the setups were just, every setup was so beautifully laid out and, and so when it came to the to the the punchline, kind of wrap wrap up my 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 feelings of Jurassic Park. And so as a kid, it was just a pure great cinematic entertainment. As I grew older, I just grew an appreciation for it because then I learned of the behind the scenes of how this was made to be and how much this movie was a a lightning rod for movies to come. Oh yeah, especially with visual effects and the marriage of this new technology with the old puppetry because yeah i, I mean as i'm sure you know the the uh puppeteer guys were almost they thought they were out of a job when they were like hey we want cgi in this but it was like no you guys can marry and the puppeteers inform the movements to the cgi guys the famous water scene where the cup of water is is a uh, rippling how that w- that was not easy to do like how long it took spielberg's guys to figure out how that would work do you know how to do you know how they did it yeah it was uh they he built some kind of rig under the car and it was like basically i think guitar strings yep. or piano strings it was a guitar string he plucked them he plucked it i'm like <laughs> oh, which makes it's, so it's... much sense yeah i think yes. one of the guys was playing guitar and he was just messing mm-hmm. around and he noticed that every time he hit a specific note that the water would ripple. So they were like, we found it because it's yeah. crazy out of all the dinosaur stuff. That one was the hardest effect or at mm-hmm. least up there with one of the hardest ones they had to deal with. 
which is mind blowing. And I get, I think it's a good example of like filmmaking, how the thing you least expect will end up being the hardest. It's like the smallest thing ever. Yes, yes, yes. Will just end up causing you so much pain. It gave me appreciation for the hands, the people behind the scenes yeah. that really don't get, they don't get the respect that you deserve. Yeah. And especially something like that, between that moment and then when they build a T-Rex and then Spielberg wants rain, which they didn't account for, which causes yeah. the T-Rex to have shivers and they have to freaking deal with that. Yeah. Because Spielberg had this whim, oh, I want it to rain, which, I mean, looking back, you're like, yeah, that's that scene needs rain. Yes, it, it does. It makes sense. So it's not, you know, Spielberg just being an a-hole, but... <laughs> he was being a mastermind. Yeah. He was just being... He was. But it just, it's funny because it, it highlights that sometimes, or it could be most of the time, when you're working with someone as great as Spielberg, during that time, you may want to kill the man. Especially if you're one of those guys who have to freaking troubleshoot at yeah. a crazy schedule under the gun yeah and i feel like that's all these guys do they just freaking do this turnaround magic with it and like the same thing with the kind of just wait real, real quickly uh, back to afterlife how much they practically shot that yeah with the, the ghost traps uh, the ghost traps in the field that's not cgi they built all these little models uh, physical props of the ghost traps and had to rig them and then anytime they wanted to like change something they had to go and reprogram in a nutshell Jurassic Park it grows for me there's always something new if anything that is the film that really sparked my interest into movies and yeah. filmmaking and oh, it was really it was, it was really the door for me yeah no that makes sense that was Jurassic Park wasn't the movie but it was a movie mm -hmm. that was influential mm -hmm. It's just a perfect adventure movie. I love adventure yes, films. Is. I love that genre. Mm -hmm. And this one really does take you on a cinematic ride into a really different world. And it shows you what could be done through film and what kind of places mm -hmm. you can go through. Yeah. And that's why I love the movie. Uh, it. I feel like it just gets better with time. Every time I watch it, it, it really I love does. it more and more. And then yeah. we haven't even mentioned the music by John Williams, which is oh, I, yeah, one of the best soundtracks be ever, easily. The man's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I can speak for you too, which I won't, but I feel like John <laughs> Williams, he, he scored so many childhoods. Yeah. Like that man scored my childhood. I watched Jurassic World and that soundtrack comes in, especially when they revisit the old site. Yeah. You see that the banner that you saw the T-Rex when dinosaurs like, ruled the world. Yeah. Yeah. I got so emotional because they start playing that music lightly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it, just, it made me sad because it was like they're walking through my childhood ruins. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And so I, I liked the respect they paid to it. And so when this trailer comes out for Jurassic World Dominion and I see the old the, the OG band come back together and they they play that those few piano notes da, da, da. Yeah. yeah chills i get misty-eyed yeah my eyes start to sweat you know i'm a Jurassic park fan when my ringtone is the theme oh wow that's cool yeah yeah so every time someone calls me i don't answer it i just let it play <laughs> yeah you're like oh sorry i don't really answer calls anymore yeah, yeah. because i'm listening I to just, my ringtone yeah, so if you call me and I don't answer, call again because I was just listening to my ringtone. That's great. I, you know, I, I know it has like technically little flaws and stuff, but I, for me, it's a perfect film where mm -hmm. it's just entertaining front to end. If there are any flaws, I don't care about them because of how much yeah. I love the story and the characters and 
the effects, the music, everything is great. Also, I love the just last thing about the effects. I don't know if you knew this, but they were hoping to make the velociraptors in stop motion. Like that was the original plan. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, oh, this looks kind of stop motion. Stop motion. Yeah, it it has a style to it. Mm -hmm. It had a very uh, Ray Harryhausen look, which doesn't look realistic. But it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool to see. So then they tried. Um, what they did is they did something called go motion, which you know the reason why stop motion looks weird is because they take a picture for every frame, right? So they're moving. Right. But when you do that, you're not getting any of that blur that you see, like when you motion blur. Yeah, that motion blur. So yeah. go motion would. It's like essentially AI that would go in and be like, oh, this is moving. Let's blur this out. And that made stuff better. Yeah. And I think there's a few shots in there that are technically stop motion. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super sure, but I know um, that was like a big thing that they figured out for effects along with other stuff. They they this was major impactful yeah. on the effects. It was. It was. It broke ground yeah. for so much technology for filmmaking. Yeah. Like, I think they did a I think th- I think they did a sequence of the Raptors going through the kitchen mm-hmm. i think they did a stop motion of that and i think it was yes i think that was it. They, they actually kept the uh the the snake tongue thing that they took out originally they wanted them to like their tongues to be like snakes yeah and then i guess they uh did away with that but yeah the original stop motion had that yeah. i was gonna say Go ahead. we're both uh chicken owners yes. and i don't know if you knew but they replicated the movements of the velociraptors based on like chickens and birds and all that so whenever i go out to my garage (laughs) and they're following me yes i'm like oh my gosh they move exactly yeah Yeah. i feel like owen um yeah i'm like they move exactly like velocity like what jurassic park depicts velociraptors yes uh yes so funny well they're smart like velociraptors i tell you that yeah I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, I wanted to rename my chickens Delta Blue. That's funny. <laughs> my brother, you know, he's, he's, he's a lot closer to, I mean, he takes care of the chickens, yeah. right? So he, he, uh, we, we said, oh, yeah, you're Owen. Cause, yeah, he's definitely, they, they, they follow him and then he walks out there. They're right there next to him. Yeah. So it's funny how he almost trains them like Owen does. Renee. Yeah. I think it's time for that, that thing. Um, oh, Oh God, is is he coming back? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's sponsor segment. Oh, it's Mac. This episode, what a shock, is sponsored by Cinemarama Home Video. If you're new to the podcast and you're like, what is that? It's basically a custom VHS slipcase service. So let's say you have a movie of. Of, of today, a movie that was not released on VHS and it's only released on DVD or Blu-ray. And you're like, say, I'd like to have a VHS copy of this. The artwork sucks on the Blu-ray. Why can't I have a VHS cover of it? <laughs> some some Texan just wanting yeah, yeah. VHS covers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, with this service, you can easily commission your own VHS of it. And I think, Renee, haven't you used yeah. this service i i've commissioned twice and one of them was for a film called lake mungo and the second one is was for a gift so you can also use the service as a gift if you want to like 
Let's say, for example, you have some home movies. You want to give it to someone as a gift. You just send Zach some clips. He'll take a look at that. I mean, did I say Zach? I meant Mac. There's no such thing as Zach. So you send no. Mac some, you know, little clips. He'll make some artwork for it. He'll send you a blank VHS tape so then you could put your films on that. And yeah, it makes a really great- Bob's gift. your uncle. Yeah, yeah, that's Cinemarama home video. Yeah, Cinemarama home video. Uh, if you want to find the link, you can go to our, our Instagram, your local Cineplex. We have the address there for your convenientness. All right, well, that sponsor segment is over. And we're back to actually looking at the posters yep. for Jurassic Park, which there aren't a lot, which saves us time for our featured artist. So we first look at the teaser poster for Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park has some, I think they have some of the best posters just because yes. it's incredibly minimal. You barely get anything. There's no faces, but it, mm -hmm. you just see the most iconic logo ever. Anyone who sees this, yeah. they get it. They know you don't even yes. need the tag, the, the Jurassic Park part. You don't even need that. If you look at that T-Rex, mm. you're like, oh, I'm in for a ride. We do have a YouTube video of the podcast now. So if you're tired of us doing a, a wonderful job of describing these posters, you can actually see them for yourself on our YouTube video podcast. You got the Jurassic Park logo, uh, not in the middle, but at the top. This, yeah. And this poster was done by Tom Martin. That is the studio agency. Uh, man, they have done everything. They, they basically have done my childhood. They have done Back to the Future Part 2, Part 3, wow. Uncle Buck, They Live. Yeah, basically every movie poster of my childhood and of your childhood. Yeah, right? totally. Uh, so it's it's amazing how much they did it. But they they actually designed the logo, and it's unique. I mean, if you, I really encourage everyone to go look at Tom Martin's website to see all their posters they've done. They have a, a very unique style of. I kind of miss what they do. I feel like we need to kind of bring that back in because it, it was it's pretty eclectic. Yes, you have your very kind of illustrative style, but even their photographic posters are done very well. And their sense of typography, how they use type. You literally, you look through their catalog and you feel like you're back at Blockbuster. And it's so much fun. So so back to my point I'm trying to make here. What's interesting about the Jurassic Park posters is they're very simple. And they're just like a logo. And it's interesting because this was such a new notion, right? I mean, no one, this wasn't the IP that we know it today. Yet they're playing it very minimal. I think they were really confident that yeah this is gonna be a big movie people will mm -hmm. remember this and that, that's something i feel like is missing with some posters today where it doesn't feel confident or it's not trusting the audience that they'll get it so they try to mm -hmm. add in a lot of stuff a lot of faces a lot of information but sometimes a poster like this it's that's all you need and yeah. it'll get people to go watch it just Especially something like this where the idea, you know, you pitch it to anyone and I'm sure they'll be intrigued to some extent or another of a dinosaur it's, it's a very, park. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a very intriguing poster. They're not even trying to like, because at this point, our man, our, our, our main man, Steven Spielberg, mm -hmm. is a powerhouse. Yeah. People know the name Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Yet, Universal and Amblin are like... <laughs> We're not even going to put His a film by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. They just slap that freaking beautiful high res graphic on the poster. 
black background. Yeah. At the bottom, summer 1993. Of course, you got to have your studio logos, Amblian and Universal, and that's it. F- full stop. Go watch this movie. I wish I would have been well i was alive but <laughs> i don't remember seeing this in theaters but i couldn't i couldn't imagine seeing this this on the wall in the theater as you're walking down the hall yeah in your cineplex going to go see your movie i mean i couldn't imagine i i wish i'd i'd know what people thought when they first saw this yeah i'm sure it was a because you just see it i'm yeah i can't imagine going to the theater seeing what you see at that time I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, I know this movie was influential for a lot of filmmakers. This was like a lot of people's, like a newer generation's Star Wars, where it's just Mm -hmm. a movie you watch and you're like, that's what I want to do. I'd say so. Because to me, Star Wars would have been the last, as I say, groundbreaking film for visual effects, right? Yeah. And storytelling. That was the last time. So you have it late 70s, bam, Star Wars comes out. It pretty much dominates and, and infiltrates all pop culture, all filmmaking through the 80s. And then you hit 93. Yeah. And bam, you got Jurassic You get another one. Park. Yeah, I agree. I just, we just don't see this anymore. We all can agree. There's not a lot of original stories to that, to that type anymore. Yeah. You either have pre-existing IPs making the rounds in the Cineplex or really good cinema, but it just ain't doing well in the box office. Yeah, because... So the landscape is different. Yeah, normally those, to get a film, a more original film, your studios can't, they can't put, what what was this movie? This was uh, $63 million. They can't put $63 million on a film that they're not super sure is going to do well. This would not be made today. Yeah, especially nowadays with people not really going to the theater as much. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. a major risk. The more original films have to be cheaper one to ten million film million yeah. dollar films that hopefully make its money back, but even then they're not sure. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, I agree. And to me, so I kind of backpedal a bit there because even with like designing a logo like this for the poster and slapping it on there, the only time I think today you would see that happen is with a a superhero movie or just a, a well established IP. Yes. Is you can actually do that now. It's like if you see the Spider see logo that. or Superman's yeah. logo. Yeah. Yeah. But for something that is brand new, they're not going to slap a logo on there. Nope. No way. Unfortunately. As much as Renee cries and, and, and calls the senator. Oh, yeah. It just, it won't happen. Absolutely not working. <laughs> I'm sorry, Renee. It won't happen. That moves us to the payoff poster. Yeah. Which is loads different. So different. Yes. I mean, this is the this is the image that you see in the VHS. So you got pretty much the same logo. It's just the colors were reverse. The last one, the background behind the silhouette of the T-Rex was yellow. And then you had a red border enclosing the logo. And now those colors have been switched. And now you have Steven Spielberg's name on the poster at the top in that very familiar tall boy condensed font. Yeah. I, and then you got the tagline. Go ahead. Ray. I was just going to say, I think it's great. I'm sure this was on purpose, but the symbolism, I guess, of inverting the colors that, oh, Jurassic Park, it's like, and with the teaser one, it's like, oh, this is a fun park with dinosaurs. It's going to be really cool. And then you get the payoff poster, and now it's the background's red, and it's like, oh, this is going to get bloody really fast. Things aren't going to go the way you think. That's how I'm interpreting that. I like your interpretation of it. I'm going to take that and go and go to the bank with it. Yes, Zach. So get myself a couple of million. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm sure I'm pretty sure it was done on purpose. Every time 
I see a Steven Spielberg film, my heart just it just blows up. Zach. Mine too. I'm yeah, it, it blows it's up. It's such a cool thing to see, especially nowadays. Like he did Jurassic Park the same year he released Schindler's List. That's insane. Yes, that's it's just mind blowing that a man can be like him. I, and was he, wasn't he receiving dailies while he was on set of Schindler's List? Yeah, dude, just <sighs> imagine making two major pop culture hits. Yes. And then I think he still had to do Saving Private Ryan, I think, afterwards. Yeah. But, oh my goodness. Yeah. There's um, a documentary on HBO called Spielberg. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's Ooh. just him and he's being interviewed and he's going through his entire career and the thoughts he was having and what he was going through personally. It's really, really good. It's incredibly oh, inspirational. Okay. okay, I'm watching Yeah, that. I have to. It's awesome. I'm... I'm still mad at Universal for getting rid of his Jaws ship. Um, but aren't you, aren't you familiar with the story? That he, uh, back at Hollywood, the back lot, they would actually have the ship from Jaws in, in the water there, docked. And he would go there and sit on it and think. I don't know what for what movie, but he would do that. And then one day, he comes to come do it, and it's gone. Uh, and he asked the guy there, hey, what happened? Oh, yeah, we got rid of it. We sold it for scrap or something. I broke his heart. I'm like, you bastards. You bastards. Yeah. Yeah, so. So back to the poster. I, yeah, I was, <laughs> the last thing I was going to say about the poster that I love is the tagline. An adventure yes. 65 million years in the making. That's just I so mean, cool. Perfect. I got chills just per- saying that. Both these posters are perfect, in my humble opinion. It's, uh, I, I can't imagine what you would have done, uh, what you would have done instead. Yeah. Of this. Instead of just a logo. Well, what would you do? Well, we and did get a sneak peek of that when the movie was re-released. Yes, which leads us to our next poster. Jurassic Park 3D, which came yeah. out in 2013. I have not seen this. Uh, have you seen it? No, I was in eighth grade when this came out. And I remember wanting to go watch it, but I, I didn't. I guess it was just the kind of thing... It just slipped away. And I'm I'm still yeah. upset about that. I'm kind of upset I never yeah. went to go watch it, especially in IMAX 3D. Mm-hmm. I did watch it. Um, Phantom Events did a showing, I think, two years ago. And I went to that. I watched it in... Uh, it was the movie theater's equivalent to Dolby. It, it was called something else. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Like, if you ever get a chance <laughs> to watch the movie on a big screen, you've, you've got to oh, take it. It's so good. I have to. Yeah. It's I I don't know how my feelings are about this 3D one because it wasn't originally filmed in 3D or thought yeah. of you know while filming principal photography yeah oh we gotta think of 3D so it's interesting I'm like really you're gonna go take something that wasn't meant for 3D and somehow make it 3D I mean yes there's probably moments that you're like that would be cool in 3D yeah. I will say I didn't watch it in 3D I think there's a Blu-ray out if you want to but. Watching the behind the scenes on how they made it 3D is probably more interesting than watching it in 3D, honestly. But it shows <laughs> them so. going frame by frame and cutting out elements and then making it 3D mm. digitally. It's super, it's really interesting. It, it wasn't just like a filter they threw on. They had to manually go in and go through all the film, process that, and rotoscope Dang. every single thing they wanted to pop out. It's pretty interesting. I'd say it's worth a watch for sure. 
the the behind the scenes, not the movie. I, I don't know about the movie. I I don't think I I can't really handle 3D that well. I get kind of yeah. sick. Yeah, 3D it looks like it's it comes back every 30 years. Where in the 50s it was really popular with yeah. like these horror films that William Castle would make, and then in the 80s it got popular again with Jaws 3D and Friday the th- Friday mm-hmm. the 13th 3D, Amityville 3D, all these third films. Yeah. Then it got popular 30 years later in the 2010s, which means, Zach, we're getting 3D again at around oh. 2039 at 20 to like 2045, which is kind of so scary. So we basically but. are going to have to hide our kids or 3D will come back and kill them. Yes. We got to somehow find how to break the curse. They're going to, yeah. Of this every 30 years. Literally, it's like it. Every yeah, 27 years, exactly. it'll come back. I wish 3D worked better. I wish there was a way to like, because I like the idea of like being a, immer- be going to Jurassic Park yeah. and experiencing that. But, you know, technology is not there. Here's a, yeah. hopefully people will listen to this podcast in 30 years, 20 be years. be like, those idiots. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll be like, oh, they, they made it better. And we'll be old men. Yeah. We'll be like, oh, yeah. wow, they did it. Back in my day, 3D was oh. Horrible, yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I I think as a as a different not being the official poster and mm-hmm. for what it is as a 3D film, I think I mm-hmm. like it because it's really moody. Parents or you know people who are familiar with the original, they'll immediately get it. But if you're a kid or if you're just someone who lived under a rock and you see this, it's still gonna capture your attention. Because, you know, they did have to modernize it to some extent or else people are going to because there's a lot of people who will refuse to watch an old movie because it was made 10 years ago, even if it holds yeah. up. So I guess this is a good way of capturing their attention. You know, I, I like it enough. I don't think it's bad at all, personally. But what do you think, Zach? That's the real important question. You know, I was hoping you would not ask me this. It's okay. Um, if you think this is garbage. Okay. No, I... Uh, well, first of all, the first two posters, I absolutely rate a good. Yeah. Uh, so this poster, I rate a good. I think... T- I mean, to me, you can easily remove 3D from there. Yeah. And change the date to... Instead of 2013, back to 93. And this would work. I think it would have been a great secondary special poster. If they re- if they would have released it back in the original uh, release year, that uh, leads us to the featured artist of this episode, and it's none other than Kyle Lambert. Kyle Lambert. And we first look at his Jurassic Park poster. I think this is awesome. I love how vibrant it is. It's very. This reminds me of like a steelbook cover. I could see that. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. how they do great art for that. The depictions of the human characters also look really good. I think it's drawn yeah. really well. I love the T Rex in the upper left corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the blues there. Um, yeah, this is really, really nice. This is, I guess, more of um, you know, what what is there a name for this kind of poster where it's just kind of vignettes of different scenes kind of put together in a one. I pretty, I think it's pretty much a, a you said like it. a vignette a, poster, a vignette poster. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. I think it works really well for this. Love the colors, but yeah. What do you think of it? 
I, when I first saw it, I was like, this should have been the poster. Yeah. A part of the campaign. Not, not, not to say to replace what we already have, but in addition. Because I feel like it it has that appropriate feeling for the time. It says the 90s, right? Yeah. So we have a lot of amazing posters. Posters done in this very vignette, which I think Kyle does a great respectful way of kind of recapturing that Drew Struzan style. Mm-hmm. Definitely see it in this poster. A little backstory with this. Amblin commissioned Kyle to do this poster. That's amazing. I think, I think for Amblin's anniversary, 30th anniversary. I love that. Dude, Amblin is yeah. my dream production company to like make a movie for. Yes. Easily, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. If, if I can have their logo in the beginning of one of my movies one day, I made it, Zach. Yeah. You can put me down yeah. after that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me write that down. No. <laughs> put that pen back down, Zach. <laughs> Don't make notes of this. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, back to the poster. This is pretty cool. Oh, and uh, the, the 3D poster for Jurassic Park. Yeah. I forgot to say this. Guess who was the agency behind that? Oh, goodness. Is it uh, the Uncharted guys? Bono? Yes. Was it Bono? No. BLT. BLT. Where did I? I don't know where I yeah. got Bono from. Let's move on to. Uh, I think uh, super. Let's look at Super Eight. I was gonna say I love this poster. I think it does a really good job at capturing the feel of Super Eight. And Super Eight is a movie that I adore. I love this movie so much, and I. It's always a reference to you know what kind of movies I want to make, what kind of features I want to do, and the tone of it. That teal, dark blue colors mixed with the orange is just beautiful. The kids being filmmakers is awesome. Yes. And then the lens on top of it with the classic J.J. Abrams lens flare. Super cool. Small town. Stuff I love. Love it. I love the sack. This is a beautiful poster. I'm so glad, Renee. I read a bit of uh, Kyle's blurb and kind of history with this piece yeah. so hopefully what i'm about to say isn't an absolute lie but forgive me if my my, my memory fails i was trying to reef i was trying to find where i read it but i know i read it about this but as i understand it i think this was his first big feature film poster mm. so i mean wow yeah the fact that this is his first feature film poster and it's by it's it's for a movie in association with steven spielberg yeah I mean, of course, I I love J.J. Abrams, but still. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Amazed. I mean, the dude's Kyle's super talented. Yeah. Uh, amazing foundation in, in traditional painting and, and art. So it was a no-brainer that would happen. But just this, his story of him just kind of cranking that work. Yeah. And how it wound up in front of the eyes of the team who was responsible for creating this poster. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I kind of it's just his style is so distinct and fun. Obviously, he did the, the most. I think most people know Kyle for the Stranger Things poster. Which oh, did did he I do did. that one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All of them. That's awesome. <laughs> I thought you would know. No, <laughs> I just assumed. That's really cool. Yeah, I think he does a really good job with faces. I really yes. like how because faces is like a really tricky thing to get perfect. It's, yeah, so I think it's because of this Super 8 work. Yeah. Is how he got on the Duffer Brothers radar. Oh, he would get on my radar. To do Stranger Things. Yeah. Love Kyle. So that leads us to the biggest thing, I think. I, for me, of what I understand of Kyle, yeah. he could easily retire after doing this. <laughs> he was commissioned to do a tribute poster for 
the Drew Struzan. Yep. What an honor. I, I couldn't yeah. do this because I'd be crying and my tears would be... I can't even imagine the so pressure. Cool. The poster, it's Drew kind of in the center and then around him is all these characters and all these collaborators he's worked with like Spielberg, Lucas... You'll see Star Wars in the background, E.T., yeah. the, the DeLorean, Marty McFly. Goonies. The Goonies. Oh, yeah, there he is. The Goonies. Um, Green Mile. Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption, Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. And Guillermo yeah. del Toro, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, this is beautiful, dude. This is so pretty. The colors are magnificent. I love that space You even have feel. Mad Max. Where? Yeah, Mad Max the, and the Thunderdome at the bottom Oh, left. yeah, there he is. Next to the Goonies, yeah. And I also included uh, some photos in here of him yeah, with uh, giving the poster to Drew yeah. at the uh, honor event. I want to take a note here of, of course, Kyle dresses up in a nice suit, yeah. right? <laughs> and our good old Drew here shows up in a pair of jeans and a black t-shirt. Yeah, that's how <laughs> we do it. accept the reward. Yeah. I would not expect any less from an artist. He's, he's your average guy. Good old Drew. Yeah. Good old Drew. Good old Drew. Yeah, I love this. And Kyle was lucky enough like, to be invited by Drew, I guess, to his workshop. Mm-hmm. So Drew invited Kyle to his workshop. Uh, Drew shared his Hook poster. Yeah. Oh, no. He he signed up a copy of Hook poster yeah. and gave it to Kyle. Oh. That's cool. Renee, I want that to happen to me. Then make it happen. Uh, Zach, you know, if I could, I would, but I literally cannot. I think we did it. I think we did it once again, Zach. We did it. We did. It. We, we looked at the Jurassic Park posters. We pretty much gave him a rating of all good across the board. Yep. And we looked at Kyle's amazing work. Yeah. You can find his work at kylelambert.com if you want to do that. Yes. And just take a peek at what he's been up to. Yeah, just a peek. Just go in and get out of there as fast as you can. Go in and get out, kids. Yeah. This is your poppy speaking. And you do what poppy says. If you learned anything from this episode is to go out and get some chickens. That way you have your own private, I was going to say stash. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Your own private stash of dinosaurs. Because they are dinosaurs. Well, yeah. So thank you for visiting your local Cineplex and podcast podcast over. over. Tricks are for kids.